What was that? I said it could have been better. You want to fight about yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Let's go, chump. Ah! <laughs> Hold on a second. We don't need to fight. We don't? All you need to do is go to 86.com and choose from one of their many designs. Franchises range from Skullgirls to Street Fighter and even Blaze Blue. And if you check out 86 through this Twitch channel, use 86.com slash question mark AFF equals four to let them know that Mission Star Podcast sent you. Everybody, it is I, your host of Mission Star Podcast, Anthony. To be honest, um, I'm feeling good tonight. Tonight's gonna be a good show. I can feel it. Feeling my groins. Uh, with me to talk about those groins is uh, other than Greg Dietz. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for some reason, I was I wanted to bend down and pick up this thing off the floor, and I was like, "What if I go?" <laughs> <laughs> or did you announce me? It'd be funny, but then it just didn't work out, so I just did it anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, things are things are things are changing, guys. Uh, for the better. Um, and uh, there's there's definitely some stuff that's gonna happen this year. Um, things are better life wise for me and Greg. Uh, and uh, well, well, okay, it will be soon enough. It will be soon enough. Um. But yeah, uh, just uh, FYI, the, the the Twitch channel will be again active and in, in, in many ways in the in, in the future pretty soon. So, uh, by the way, uh, for anyone interested, on my personal channel, Twitch.tv/ChubRuckGeek, you can watch me play the Resident Evil one-shot demo, and I assure you, it's fucking hilarious because I am a giant wuss when it comes to playing board games. <laughs> I have to watch it. I have to watch it. I, um, I made I made a clip of arguably the best moment where apparently I yell like Hank Hill. I don't think I do, but that's what I've been told. <laughs> that's great. I have to check it out. Um, okay, so before we get into the story, main stories and everything, I do want to give a quick shout out to because uh, it because uh, it was just starting as we were um, were mega Ma- mega marathon just ended. Um, awesome games done quick. I uh, ended. Uh, last week or this past Friday, I want to say, or Saturday. Um, and they raised two million two three hundred ninety-four thousand six hundred six hundred sixty-eight dollars in total for this year's uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, which is fucking awesome. So, shout out to them. They're always fun to watch. I need to go back and watch some of the, the VODs, um, some of the speedruns I missed out on, but at freaking cool man it's awesome so i think one that i thought was interesting was that it was uh one of the heroes of mice and magic game maybe oh fuck i don't remember but basically like he fucked up the run really early and when i say early i'm talking about like 30 minutes in Mm. and just straight quit wait really you're just 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was oh. just like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I, I fucked it up, and I'm, I'm, I'm just done. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah, I was like, I was like, good luck getting back. Good luck ever getting invited back, bud. Wow, that's there crazy. Are, there are thousands of fucking applications people send in, and they have to fucking <laughs> go through that stuff. And you just fucked up, big time. Wow. Good luck ever getting back, man. Wow, that's insane. I need to go back and watch that. If the, I'm yeah, it was, it was it was overnight. It was one of the like uh, nighttime ones. Uh, but... I see. Um, yeah, there's definitely some things I definitely want to go back and watch. Um, I think there's there's a whole lot of stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff. I, I intend to oh. get back to it eventually. On a, on a positive note, one of the more um, coolest mo- or one of the cooler moments of the show was the guy who was doing a um, darker moon run of Mario Odyssey, which takes like three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically told the audience, like, his his couch and him... Told the audience, sorry, that uh, everyone in chat needs to donate $5 when they hit the $3 mark, so that way they oh. can break $2 million. Mm-hmm. And I watched, I'm not fucking joking... I watched that ticker go from being $200,000 short of 2 million to being at 2 million before he could finish the game. And he even said that he was like I'm racing you now, chat. It's... And he was getting he was getting the last moon before having 500 to get to darker side. And uh like he was literally rolling to the area to get the last moon, and wow. chat chat donated enough to hit two million. It was really fucking cool to watch. I remember he saw on I saw on Twitter that like, in the span of fifteen minutes, a hundred and fifty thousand dollars was raised. It was like what? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back shit. and watch the Mario Odyssey run. Get to the three hour mark and watch what happens. It's it's really fucking cool. Nice, awesome. Um, again, shoutouts to Awesome Games Done Quick. Shoutouts to Mega Man Marathon. Uh, Mega Marathon. Guys doing good shit out there. Just getting 2019 off to a good start. So, I'm happy for you guys. Um, but, we're all not, we're not all about happiness here. Um, as some may come to believe. I'm trying to make a weird transition here, but... The reason being... Um, is, as soon as I start a timer and put a video... Uh, hang on a second. Uh, where's my video? Boom. There we go. Okay, so we got something big that happened in the past week. We're starting off with Bungie leaving Activision, or the split mm-hmm. per se. This comes from Kutaku.com, written by Jason Schreier. Uh, Developer Bungie and a publisher Activision are splitting up in an industry-shaking divorce that will see the shared world shooter series Destiny enter fully into Bungie's control. This development comes after years of tension between two companies, tension that has existed since before the first Destiny even shipped. Bungie, the studio that created and has led development on the franchise, told employees during a team meeting this afternoon, framing it's a fantastic news for a studio that has long grown sick of dealing with its publishers. Uh, with his publisher, sorry. Employees cheered and popped champagne, according to one person who was there. Quote, we have enjoyed a successful eight-year run and would like to thank Activision for their partnership on Destiny, Bungie said in a blog post today. Looking ahead, we're excited to announce plans for Activision to transfer publishing rights for Destiny to Bungie. With our remarkable Destiny community, we are ready to publish on our own, 
while Activision will increase their focus on the owned IP projects, unquote. So, what was your initial thoughts when you heard the news, Greg? I was excited. I mean, we, Anthony, we've been doing this podcast since Destiny 1 released. We have. Yes, we, we, had, have. we had a show where we had five people on here who hadn't communicated prior to doing the podcast. We all unanimously disliked Destiny 1. Um, as time went on, we had discovered that a lot of the reason that, that the stuff we did not like about Destiny 1 existed was because of Activision's influence. We had learned that a lot of people like Marty O'Donnell and uh, one of the head writers left Bungie because of Activision. We also learned recently that Marty O'Donnell's kind of a piece of shit, but that's a different story. Um, uh, so to hear that Bungie was leaving Activision, which we would love to hear, like, I don't know, Star Wars, the, the Star Wars IP leave EA, that would be great. Um, which we might now because of this, but uh, the fact that Bungie has full rights to the Destiny IP. That's huge. That's huge. That's the big that's the bigger one. Bungie leaving Activision, whatever. It's that Bungie now has full IP rights to Destiny. Meaning there's a very good chance, Anthony, we will hear about a Destiny 3 at E3 this year. Possibly for a 2020 release. Possibly. Or they can finally come out and say we had these ideas and ambitions we wanted to do with the game but we, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to say that we were held back by a company they'll say something to that to that line but uh i, I disagree i disagree do you think, think they'll say like you know we've been held back and like we had some of these ideas and ambitions we want to do but now we can do them now now that we're our own brand our own company again they're going to allude to it. Okay. They're not going to say it outright. Yeah. Uh, and they're not going to say it outright because, you know, you don't do that in this industry. No. It, it, it does not behoove you to, to talk shit about your publisher that you left. Like, Bungie would never talk shit about Xbox directly, but they have indirectly. So, I don't think that they're going to do that. They're just going to say, like, you know, but, you know, the, the this is the first Bungie game that where we haven't been with a publisher we're publishing it ourselves and uh they're gonna they're gonna make that crystal fucking clear absolutely one of the things i've so. heard one of the things i heard about bungie saying is they want to become their own publisher um to publish other games potentially which if they go that route that'd be in another interesting route that they could do um so bungie is is up to pretty much their own man. Like they, they, they can do whatever they want, which is great. Um, I think that because they, the, the reason why they were able to keep Destiny is I think because Activision didn't see Destiny as a profitable game um, over the years. They probably look at the numbers and they were up to standards to their to Activision standards to uh, how much money they wanted. And then thinking that Activision in their mindset thinking that they, uh, they can have the game that the IP because it wasn't worth much much to them. That's my that's well, my yeah. thinking. I mean, you're probably not wrong, but you also have to put in perspective on this. Like, think of how much money Bungie was making off of the the IP, on top of um. God, my camera is fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> Get a new uh, camera, damn it! <laughs> I just don't want to fucking hook up that other one. That's a pain in the ass. Um, right, right. right. Uh, for a rinky dink podcast. Um, sorry, that was rude. <laughs> I'm looking at it from this perspective. Des or Bungie 
they are they they are a big company. They're like the 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 Pixar of the gaming world. You know, like they they made a you know five dynamite games with Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, you could argue like, oh well, uh, you know, the stuff they did before wasn't really that big of a hit. Well, okay, whatever. But Halo is a big hit. Then they move they they move away from that and they they make a game with Activision. And I, I guarantee you, there's a lot of money there. How much money did they have to give Activision for the IP to Destiny? How much money are they losing now? Like, there's a lot of, like, money handling situations in this that I don't quite know about. And I'm very curious as to how Bungie's going to work around this. Like, are they going to be okay? Like, is this a huge gamble for them? Like, I want to know this kind of stuff. But there's no information because... You know, companies tend to keep that shit secret, so... Yeah, we can only assume and just kind of basing off of what numbers we can get our hands on. Um, I was... I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I completely forgot about my my, my light. Ah, uh, I see. That, that helps, that helps. Um, why are you doing that? Um, I, I do want to point out that this definitely... Um, this definitely... Uh, leaves activation in terms of like what did they have now now that bungie kind of split off sure they're still partnered with blizzard and they can still ride the coattails of that but in terms of what activision technically have like in their library they had the two remasters uh, crash bandicoot and um spyro um outside of that the games that they i think they, do they stop call of duty like that's still theirs right um hey look at me i'm bright now hey uh yeah, Activision sells Call of Duty. Activision sells a lot. Like they're not really losing out by losing Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the reason that Activision, yeah, maybe I'm a little too bright. Hurt my eyes. Let me put some more cloth or uh, paper towel over the. Don't go towards the light. No, that's too dark. I'll figure this out, guys. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that uh... that's better. Um. I think one of the things that that Activision, <sighs> that's that's the point that I'm getting at, Anthony. When I was mentioning the money thing, mm-hmm. that's that's the part that confuses me. That kind of that I'm questioning is is who's losing out on money on this one? Like what happened exactly? It did Activision look at the numbers that Bungie was br- or that Bungie or that Destiny was bringing in and was like it's not enough and then sold the IP for really cheap. Was it a situation where uh, Bungie and Activision just couldn't agree to to disagree? I it, there's so many variables I, I, that I, I, I'm I feel, confused about. I feel like it's all the above because what I've I've heard and what I, what I've uh, seen is like Bungie is happy with the sales they've got with Destiny. Like they're elated with how much Destiny has sold. Activision the opposite. They, it's not up to par with them. So at least from what I hear say. Um, take it if you will. Uh, take a grain of salt. I mean, yeah. So, I don't my, know. My hope, my hope from this, Anthony, my hope is that a lot of other companies who are under publishers that they hate go to the extent of, of you know, looking to buy their IP back and, and pull a bungee. Um, I, I sincerely hope that this sparks a new... Uh, time in gaming where 
we get AAA independent games. And I say that in the grandest scheme. Like, when you think about it from a certain perspective, if Bungie's its own publisher, then technically Destiny 3 would be an indie game. That is very true. Here's something that was thrown out that I think would be a huge get. You know how the past couple of weeks we've been talking about how Epic's uh, store, online store and how they've been trying to get uh, game companies, and recently Ubisoft joining the fray? Mm-hmm. What if they get Bungie now that Bungie is no longer of Activision? That would be big for Epic, not so much Bungie. I think, that would be bigger for Epic than Bungie. I think both. Because, again, if you look at Epic, they, they have the whole Fortnite uh, following that is going to follow them to their game store and the potential of having more eyes on Destiny 2. Well, it's already a bunch of eyes on it uh, already as it is, but even more so with, with the power of what Epic has. Um, not saying that they need to, but I'm just saying, like, if they got them, holy shit. If they really want to do battle with Steam, like, that's going to be a hell of a get. So. Well, and that's, and, and Valer points out in chat that, that Destiny 2 is, under, is, on, is already on Blizzard.net only, but since the split from Activision, which owns Blizzard, or is it vice versa? Activision owns Blizzard, Blizzard does not own Activision. Or I, they I feel, I feel like, no, I feel like Blizzard and Activision are in a partnership. I don't think any... They're, they're, okay. Yeah. Point is, point is, is that the split from Activision would basically allow Bungie to not be exclusive to Blizzard.net only. Exactly. That's, that's why if they, ever ha- if they want to transfer their game to another service or their own thing, they have to eventually, at some point, I, I But that's, like... that's my point. That's my point, Anthony, is that Bungie's going to look at their options now, and they're going to try to find the, the service that works best for their platform. And if, if it even slightly benefits them more to put it on Epic versus Steam, or what the fuck ever, um, then yeah, they're going to go that route. But uh, regardless of the situation, putting Destiny 3 exclusively on Epic will help Epic out way the fuck more than it will Bungie. Because Bungie's going to sell the game regardless. That's true. It's very true. Uh, just one point out there in chat saying, quote, In December 2007, Activision announced that the, game com- uh, that the company and its assets would merge with fellow game developers and publisher Vivendi Games. At the, t- at the time, Vivendi was best known as the holding company for the game studio Sierra Entertainment and Blizzard Entertainment. Vendi ended up uh, ended having a majority. Hmm. Hmm. I was having fun playing with camera and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> get to know get to know Valera on that on that point. Well then then we then I'd want to know like what's Bungie's attachment to Vivendi? What's uh like how is that going to work? Is is the split uh, a permanent split? Is it is it a, a pseudo split? Like there's a lot of info that yeah. we just don't know yet. And in due time, we'll, we'll definitely find out. Yeah. Moving on to our next topic at hand, um, this is when I saw this. To me, this was like one of the other biggest stories that happened in the past week. There was a lot of there's a lot of big shit happening recently. Um, so no, okay. Uh, where is my article? Oh, here it is. Okay. This was posted actually on the Sony uh, PlayStation blog. Full cross-platform play now live in Rocket League. Um, this is posted by Jeremy Dunham, the Vice President of Publishing at Sionix. Sci- Sonics. How, how do you pronounce that? Sionix? So it's Sionix. Okay. With special thanks to all our friends and colleagues at PlayStation, we are thrilled to announce that starting right now, 
Rocket League has entered the PlayStation Cross Play Beta program. Players on PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, Steam PC can now randomly matchmake with or against each other in a all online match types, i.e. casual, competitive, and extra modes. To make sure the cross-platform is enabled, but it's by it is by default. Head, oh, this explains how how to get there. Um, but yeah, basically they announced that the cross-platform play is in their beta uh, for uh, for PS4 right now. Um, but this doesn't take away how how big this is because Fortnite I can understand because it's huge and people were were um, hand and foot one in it making it ha- make it happen and Sony bend to Fortnite's will. Um, but now that Rocket League is the second game to get approved. This opens the door, at least in my opinion, open the door for more games to come. Which, yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's fucking yeah. awesome. I mean, it, it's it's the the issue at hand is like if a game is already cross-platform, like the the reason that this happened with Rocket League and Fortnite is because Rocket League and Fortnite were already doing cross-platform. But games like Overwatch or um, you know Call of Duty, they're not doing cross-platform. So they, you know, it would have to be the game itself that does cross-platform before we can be like, what other games could be added to this? Because it's it's like, what are the game that you know of that's popular, like Rocket League and Fortnite are, that would that are already cross-platform? Like, what games can you think of? Oh, uh, Minecraft. I forgot about Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft is another big one. I think that will be the third one. I, I definitely believe that's going to happen. Um, outside of that, there aren't that many games that are cross-platform as of right now. Technically, you can say Street Fighter V because it does uh, PS4 to PC. Um, and it has both an, a PS4 version and an Xbox version. So that could technically may happen in the future. Um, I, I think that this is a more of a statement for the future for... For next generation of consoles for sure i think this is a statement i also love that you're showing an ad from fucking 2015. um hey <laughs> I, like the videos that you find sometimes make me laugh because i'm just like well this is not even a current <laughs> video um i think uh, uh i think that that fortnite especially is definitely going to bring in a wave of games and publishers that are like, well, we could put this on everything. We could we could make everybody play with everybody. Um, we're getting closer and closer to that. To that. Uh, that one console future, essentially. Or yeah, almost yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because people are realizing, people are coming to the same conclusion that I've always came to, that I've talked about on this podcast a thousand and one fucking times, and that's. Um. When you are playing a game, you don't care what console it's on as long as you're having fun with that game. Whether it's being competitive or just dicking around, if you're having fun, you're having fun. You don't care what what platform it's on. Well, that's a thing with Fortnite and, and Rocket League. It's fun to play these games. Whether you're on the Switch, the PC, the Xbox One, the PS4, it doesn't matter. And now it doesn't matter even further because now I can play with everybody on anything. One of the main complaints I've often hear from a lot of people who play games like us um, is that they would lo- they would they only play on a console or a PC or whatever their choice because their friends are on it. 
if that barrier is taken down, I can play with Greg, I can play with my brother, I can play with anybody that has the game and it is a cross-platform game. And that is something that a lot of people want to do, like unite unite people to play games, not divide them because mm -hmm. of the console uh, and the way they work and the way the consoles work. Um, and that's been the dream for such a long time. And now well, this is also why when you see at E3 when when uh, or other things in that fashion, when a um, a new game comes or like a new a new console's coming, you know, and you you look at how they advertise that console, they're not talking about like. I mean, Xbox did recently with Xbox One X, but um, they're usually not talking about what the what the games can do or how they'll look. They're talking about what the console can do. Like it'll have Netflix, really, yeah, everything that's Netflix, whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, they have to try to sell their consoles that way now because people just don't care enough. Gotcha. The people just are, did like okay, whatever. Like it's I don't know. It's it's brilliant that. We now have two games, two big games mm -hmm. that are cross-platform, and I, you know, I'm not, of course not throwing Minecraft in there because Minecraft was really popular. It's not that popular anymore. I guess it still kind of is popular, but yeah. I, I, I would still argue it's pretty popular. I still argue that, but yeah, it's not as not as not as huge popular as it was back then. I can I can definitely admit that for sure. Um, but yeah, like it, it is definitely one of the barriers. We definitely want that, you know, a lot of us want to have it break down and be able to play against one another. Um, now, I feel that this wave is definitely going to be riding into the next generation of consoles. And we've been hearing about next, next gen for quite some time, I believe. Like we're going to see something out of Sony out of this year's E3 or next year's E3. Like I've been hearing 2020 release for a new console. Um, so, and I think that big part of that is going to be cross-platform play. I think that's definitely going to be a huge part in, especially when it comes to, you know, the future of not only game consoles, but like game publishers and game companies as well. Because if, if you think of it this way, if you're a game company and you say you're, say you're, you're right now an exclusive, but in the future in the, in the back of your mind like what if you're multi multi-platform and like say like oh you're on xbox you're on ps4 you guys can play one another um when this game comes out and that's awesome because that means more copies for for that company on all platforms especially on those two so it's a big thing it's a huge thing and it's definitely something that that definitely that we're all excited for and hopefully that's the way that we want it to be um obviously things may turn up obviously things may change because money talks um and uh it's definitely the game industry when it comes to how stubborn it is it will rear its ugly head from time to time so but yeah that's we're excited essentially <laughs> so we'll see how things go up but uh yeah the, the the future holds uh uh what's we're looking for the future we are excited for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um there's nothing really to to add to this one other than this is very exciting. I'm excited to see where it goes. I want more AAA games coming out to to utilize cross-platform because it's good. I get why like some like Overwatch is like, eh, we don't really want to put console players with keyboard and mouse players because keyboard and mouse have better aim. I get why they don't want to do that, but there's ways you can program to separate that like. You know, give the players an option of like, oh, they want to play with people with controllers. You know, so right, I don't know. right. 
All right, moving on from what we're excited about in the future to possibly the strangest story I've heard. Um, this well, this year, although it's only been like what 17 days since this year, I would I would say in recent memory. Um, okay, so where to begin? So this is reported off of Kotaku.com. Also, Jason Schreier, he, he's been busy recently. Uh, and let me go ahead and start this timer. Okay. Uh, so the f- uh, let me read the title. Former Gearbox lore uh, accuses CEO Randy Pitchford of taking secret 12 million bonus and lawsuit Gearbox calls absurd. The former general counsel of game studio Gearbox, Borderlands Alien Clone uh, Marines, and CEO Pitch- uh, Randy Pitchford are suing one another in a messy legal battle that sees both men accused of violating their legal duties to the company. The suit against Pitchford is a full sensational allegation, including the accusation, uh, accusation that the Gearbox CEO has received secret 12 million bonus from publisher take to uh, interactive uh, as an advance against uh, uh, as an advance against Borderlands profits. Wade Callender, who served as Gearbox lawyer from 2010 until 2018, filed a suit on December 21st, 2018, accusing Pitchford of violating various contracts involving both Gearbox and a separate real estate company that they both own, as well as Chandler's own employment con- uh, uh, contract. Quote, the allegations made by a distinguished a former employee are absurd, with no basis in reality or law. Uh, unquote, said a Gearbox spokesman in a statement to Kotaku. Quote, we look forward to addressing this uh, mirrorless lawsuit in court. They have no further comment at this time. What get, what's get we- ah, can't talk tonight. What's really getting weird with the story is that, and I'll skip to this part, Calendar's, uh, 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 Calendar's most lurid allegation against Pitchford is an accusation, uh, accusation surrounding an event that he says occurred in 2014. Uh, Calendar says that Pitchford left a USB drive in Dallas, Texas, restaurant containing insensitive corporate documents for Gearbox and its partners, including 2K Games, Sega, Sony, Microsoft, and others. Says the lawsuit, quote, Upon information and belief, Randy Pitchford's USB drive also contained Randy Pitchford's personal collection of underage pornography. Several hours later... Uh, hang on. Uh, oh, yeah. And then it goes on to, like, it's actually not underage pornography, but it's basically, it's just, uh, what do you call it? Cam girls with, with just turned 18 videos. Um, I'm not sure if you, if you had time to check this story out, Greg, but holy shit, this is a yeah, weird-ass yeah, weird story. It, it's, it's a lot of, like, from what I gather from it, it's a lot of, like... Yeah, well, I'm gonna sue you. Well, yeah, I'm gonna sue you. Well, now, yeah, I'm gonna sue you now. And it's just back and forth bullshit. And a lot of a lot of the stuff is it's just accusations. Yeah. Um. It, so, if, if any of these accusations turn out to be true, that'll be bigger news. Absolutely. One of the things that did pop out, and they talk about it in the podcast, or there's a podcast of him talking about porn, essentially, on a magic show, because he's he's a magician. He owns he owns a a magician company. Um. And one of the things in the podcast he was on, he just kind of, I don't know how he brought it up, but like somehow was talking about porn on the podcast. And like, he was like, yeah, I mean, I, I was just on the cam. He's basically saying like, I was on a cam site and like what she did for what she did was magic essentially like quote unquote, <laughs> which basically means like he was looking at porn, <laughs> but like, yeah. um, so yeah, like it was, uh, it was, it was a it was a long way of saying like Randy Pitchford saying like I I'm the stuff in my USB drive that's 
that's porn that's illegal porn don't worry about it but like also this legal battle is happening between two people who got really messy and ugly um also why did you leave a usb stick of, of documented like information at a restaurant what the fuck <laughs> yeah mm-hmm it's it's pretty it's 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 a weird one for sure. And when I've heard about this story, like this, in recent memory, this is one of the weirdest, just like outlandish stories I've heard in a while. Um, oh my god, these, I have the quote section in here. Holy shit! Hang on, read this. Uh, okay, hang on, hang on. Um, okay, so uh, several hours after the publication of the story, our sending got tracked down a magic podcast in which Pitchfork had appeared last year. Around the same time, a, a Gearbox spokesperson. Also emailed the podcast to Kotaku. In an episode that went live December 22nd, 2018, the day after the lawsuit was filled or filed, Pitchford told his version of the USB stick story for the first time. He said, Pitchford described his enjoyment of, quote, cam girl, uh, unquote, pornography, um, in which a woman streams live erotic content, and explained that he had saved a porn video of a cam girl on said memory stick before it was lost, Quote, it's a woman who's masturbating, unquote. <laughs> Pitchford said, unquote, and when she has some experience, that appears as if she's having an orgasm, a huge amount of fluid out of her vagina, unquote. This is not, Dude. this is not a sex worker. This is a fucking magician. <laughs> <laughs> oh Yikes. my God. Holy shit. I mean, shit. I don't, like, it's, it's no, it's no fucking secret that Randy Pitchford is a little bit of a weird dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've known that for fucking ever, but <laughs> I don't think, I don't think he, he is that weird to have, you know, to be a pedophile, essentially. I don't think so, too, either. No, um, yeah. Then again, you know, we could be totally wrong, and he totally is, and needs to step down from fucking take two, but, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just a weird fucking story that... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Red Valera's comment in the chat. Um, you can say it. Uh, <laughs> I mean... I, this, this is a developing story, like, first off. Like, we'll, we'll hear more down the line. Oh, hell as, yeah. As, as the lawsuits actually start to fulfill and whatnot, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's like, a weird one for sure. Yeah, I like the fact that, like... The, the USB stick was found by a a, a young employee. Uh, quote, some kid, an employee of the medieval times, discovered a memory stick, took it home, and accessed it because it was before we were password protecting and discovered secrets of my company and future games and development. It all discovered pornography. It was it was very mm. legal porn. The girl's handle was only 18. So, and he gave it back, but I'm pretty sure, like, it was, like, I'm pretty sure, like, it was one, a... Randy is pretty much like, thank you, and B, we know where we live. We know where you live, so if you say shit, you know, <laughs> we're gonna come after you, potentially. But, again, fucking, we're gonna hear more about this as it develops. One of the weirdest shit I've heard in a long time. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, the, the thought of, like, Borderlands 3 is kind of out the window right now <laughs> with with this shit coming up. So uh, well, I don't think that's I just because the CEO of the company that's publishing the fucking game. That's true. Like, yeah, that's true. They could be still making it. He's yeah, that's true. Very true. But uh, it, it it'd be really fucking shitty of gamers out. Well, you know, 
I wouldn't put it past them. But I know. I know. Shitty of gamers to fucking shit on an entire company because of the guy that's running the company. Like, yeah. you're going to fuck over developers who are making a game you're looking forward to because the guy who's running the company is a little bit of a piece of shit. Yeah. Good call. Good call on that, guys. Yeah. Real good job. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, hang on a second. Uh, oh, yes, of course. That's the next one. Okay. Give me one second. I totally forgot to do this when I was rambling about the, the story. Uh, fuck. What did I put in the title? Hang on. Give me one second. Uh, da, da, da. Oh. I mean, I can still on stream. Well, no, because mine is... I, I have not much space to work with on my screen. I have uh -oh. like five, six things going on, and I'm trying to make them all fit in one screen. Da, da, da. It's going to be some <laughs> empty, 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 uh, not empty space, but uh, empty thing I'm, I am losing train of thought ah okay here we go all right so stop this start it okay so uh ea yeah um <laughs> so uh, the company that the company that squandered one of the biggest ips a company could ever possibly get yeah what about yeah a so uh this also uh, from Kotaku.com, again, Jason Schreier, again, very busy this week. EA... I, appreciate, I appreciate the game footage you're showing, by the way, just to throw that out there. appreciate it. I know. I was thinking about it, too. It's like, you know what? That's a pretty good game. That was, was, It's was one of my favorite game, like favorite Star Wars games. I, like, I don't buy a whole lot of Xbox like backwards compatibility games. Mm -hmm. This is one of the first ones I bought. I was like, nice. I have to have. Like, the second it came out, I was like, yep, and I beat it in like a day. <laughs> nice. Um, EA cancels open world Star Wars game. Um, Electronic, Electronic Arts has canceled its open world Star Wars game, according to three people familiar with going uh, with going goings on at the company. The game announced alongside the shutdown of Visceral Games back in 2017 has been in development at EA's office in Vancouver. EA Vancouver, a large studio that mostly handles support for a variety of publishers, games including FIFA and Battlefront, has been working on this open-world Star Wars game since October 2017 when EA closed Visceral Games. Until then, Visceral, best known for its popular Dead Space horror series, best goddamn series I played, uh, was developing its own Star Wars game. The project codename Ragtag was a linear action-adventure game directed by Uncharted director Amy Hennig. EA Vancouver has been assisting on the project, and when EA closed Visceral Games on October 17, 2017, the Vancouver studio took it over. But it wouldn't be uh, accurate to say that EA's Vancouver's uh, Star Wars was the same uh, game as Ragtag. When EA Vancouver took over, it's rebooted the Star Wars project entirely, keeping some of the art assets by transforming it into an open-world game. Now that project is cancelled too. So, I said, I, I said this on Twitter the other day. Um, hey, what's up, um, Orion? So, I said this on Twitter the other day. In the span of this contract thus far with Disney, you've had, uh, so far, two games, Battlefront 1 and 2, that came out with lukewarm reception, you know, as far as when it comes out. Uh, you've had a couple mobile games that came out. You had now, what, I want to say now a couple of games that were canceled. Uh, First off, don't don't say this is Disney's fault. It's not. As, 
I'm as not, much as I'm okay, okay. I was gonna say I was like, as much as I'm willing, like I'm never. No, no, no. no I'm not saying no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not saying this is Disney's fault. I think so. My 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 my, my what I'm saying is that in the span of this contract, EA has not shown, um, has not shown uh, enough, or has not shown that they should have the license for Star Wars. I think that Disney is. There's one thing to know about Disney. They're very tight-lipped. They're they're very strict when it comes to their reputation and it comes to their games, um, especially games that deal with Disney characters of all of any sort. And what EA has shown, especially in the in recent, has shown that they um, they don't know how to handle license or or. or produce the 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 uh the quality of product they want to for a star wars game there's there's i mean it's ea has definitely fucked up big time but lars sontag of of funhouse put it best on twitter where he was like yes it's totally fair to be upset with ea it's totally fair to be like what the fuck are you guys doing why is this a thing that's happening but on the on the flip side, you know, he's like, but don't direct like don't be completely mad at EA. Be mad at the people who are spending hand over fist fucking money inside games like like FIFA. You know, be mad at those people because that's what's influencing EA's decision on this stuff. And he's totally right. Like when EA goes and they they have a publisher, they have a developer who's working on a game. And the developer says, we have all this cool stuff we want to add into the game, unlocks, all this kind of shit. And EA goes, well, how's the game making money over time? You know, how, how are we, how's that happening? And the, the developer's like, well, it's not. It's a single player game. You know, EA goes, well, looks like it's getting scrapped. So we can make money off of something else. So, yeah, I mean, they, it, it's, it's just, and they brought uh-huh. and they brought in when 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 it came to that last game they canceled or this game they canceled they brought in possibly one of the best narrative uh, writers or p- people that you, that has developed the uh, the Uncharted series. Um, Amy Amy is is fucking badass at what she does and uh, especially in that Uncharted series. And when she comes in and tries to help out with the team, you know, and we don't know exactly how how far that that game was development or how different it was but the fact that they brought brought her in and she was unable to save it and had to cancel it um begs questions and and asks you know why what happened i guarantee you i guarantee you a lot of ea's decision making has to do with making money over time like they if they if they don't see a potential uh return like they just don't care just straight up don't care Mm. yeah so like yeah that that's why that's why they're canceling these these Star Wars games because I guarantee you that there's they're not seeing that return. I could yeah I could definitely see that especially with EA with the way they work in their games as service. Um, I, I like the fact that there was a quote that they said that in it was a last no it was two years ago it was like in the year in in this time span of 2017 like no single player game would survive or essentially alluding that no single player game would um would make enough money or survive in this in this new climate of, of video games and then like i was like yeah this last year was like god of war one game in the year and was like it sold tremendously well it's like oh <laughs> this point well, and, that, that, and we talked about on the podcast when people were just like oh like um 
single player games are dead. Fuck you, EA. It was like no one thought or ever fucking insinuated that single player games were dead because EA canceled a single player game and stated that there's no money in single player games. Like single player games are not going fucking anywhere. Absolutely. They've been on the, they've been on the rise for the past two years, honestly. Right. The issue is that companies like Activision and EA see the the popularity of, of their franchises that make a lot of money while the game's out. And then on top of that, Fortnite. So they're just like, we want that. We want to make that Fortnite money. We want to make that FIFA money. And they just don't see Star Wars as that IP. They don't. They thought they could with Battlefront 2. That didn't work because that was a fucking shit show. Mm-hmm. It'd have been less of a shit show, honestly, Anthony. And I've talked about this before. If if it, if the loot boxes weren't so fucking stupid. Absolutely. the The fact that the fact that you know whatever your opinion is against them or or, or with loot boxes, the fact that loot boxes made such an impact not only in the game industry but caught the attention of mainstream caught the attention of worldwide governments um, attached to Disney, which I'm pretty sure when Disney found out what was happening, they called EA and said, hey, fix this shit. Well, I, that, I, that was the thing, Anthony, was that because of Battlefront 2's loot boxes, mm-hmm. because it was Star Wars, mm-hmm. is, why, is why the loot box conversation got so, or exploded so, so rapidly. Mm-hmm. We talked about how loot boxes had been around in popular games for a long time prior to that but it was because it was star wars that it became a thing mm-hmm. dude fifa still has loot boxes that are almost identical to battlefront 2 nobody bitches and those are still in the game mm-hmm. so it's because it's star wars is why it happened exactly i argue that battlefront 2's biggest flaws isn't the fucking loot boxes it's its star card system because even if you were to unlock those regularly, it's a broken system. Um, the fact that they were tied to loot boxes was dumb as hell. But, um, but that's but that's that's a deeper seated issue than than anything else. You know, uh, EA saw the backlash that came from having loot boxes in their game, and they misunderstood the backlash as we don't want loot boxes to. We don't want loot boxes that affect the gameplay, which are two entirely different things. So the loss that they saw from Battlefront 2 is now being translated to every other Star Wars IP. Yep. I will, I, uh, so last thing I'll say, or more question actually, you're Disney. I mean, we're not sure how we're not, we're not sure how the game's gonna be uh, gonna be from the guys uh, at Respawn for your Star Wars games they're making, and we're hoping that you know I'm hoping that the game will be come out great because Respawn's made some pretty badass games in the past. Um, so you're Disney. I'm gonna throw out a question uh, to you, Greg. You're Disney. The contract is gonna come is gonna come up at some point. Are you gonna renew that contract after what happened with your ten-year contract with EA? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, hell, I would I would try to find lawyers to find a clause. <laughs> Thank you, Valer. Um, <laughs> you, you said it like five or six times. I was like, I get it, I'm Disney. Move on. Um, uh, you're going to try to find lawyers to find a clause in that contract that allows you to cut the contract if they don't do something soon. If they don't produce a game soon. 
Um, that's what I would do if 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 I was Bob Iger or whoever's in charge of that particular part of Disney, because you're looking at a a massive blockbuster IP that like. Fucking Last Jedi is a year old and people are still arguing about it. Like, Star Wars is that important. There aren't a whole lot of movies out there that come out that are that hyped and that beloved that cause that much discourse between the fans. It just doesn't, there's nothing else that compares to it. So, you want your game development company to produce games for both money purposes for um you know expanding the ip further like you want that and i i have this very strong feeling that e that disney's gonna ultimatum fucking um ea with like make a game or you're out straight up and uh i sincerely hope that ea just kind of folds their hands and goes and then you hear the fucking uh, kirby enthusiasm music so I 100% agree. I'll just leave it, I'll leave it at that. Alrighty then. So we are now to the point where we get to hear Gray talk a bit more. Um, more so than usual. But we're going to have him talk about or, you know, give his his his, his thoughts, his, his anger, I guess, per se. What annoyance, what have you. On why you're wrong with Greg Deeds. Alright. Usually... I give a warning that I'm going to insult people, that I'm going to go off. A, I'm too tired to do that. And B, this is, I want this to be more educational. So, a lot of people out there will point at something. They'll, they'll point at a game, a movie, a comic book, what have you. Primarily game, because this is a gaming podcast. Um, that a thing sucks. Oh, I don't, I don't like Fortnite. It sucks. It's trash. I don't like Call of Duty. It's trash. I don't like Overwatch, it's trash. Those games aren't bad. Those games are good. You have a preference against them. That's the difference. That's why you're wrong when you say that. Use your words correctly. Say, I don't prefer to play games like Call of Duty because maybe it's Twitch action. Maybe question your own tastes. Don't question others' tastes. Question your own tastes. Go to the extent of saying, why does my preference stand out versus other people's preference. You know, we talk about other other aspects of our lives outside of gaming. Do you prefer a hard pillow versus a soft pillow? Do you prefer pizza or tacos? Nobody's going out there and saying, oh, pizza's trash, I'm only going to eat tacos. No, you say, I prefer this. You need to start doing that with gaming. You need to start doing that with media. Just because you don't like a thing doesn't mean that it's trash. It just means you aren't, you don't have a preference for it. That's all that means. Uh, today, we picked up my nephew from school. And we were driving home and he was talking to me about games and stuff. He's 15. No, 13. Sorry, he's the younger one. And um, he asked me if I've been playing Call of Duty. And I said, yeah, yeah, I've been playing. You know, not as much as I'd like because I'm playing other games and stuff. And he was like, he starts talking about specific games, and uh, <laughs> I can't look at the chat while I'm doing this segment. Um, I mean, I should. That's the whole point. I'm interacting with you guys. Um, 
uh, we started talking about gaming and stuff, and he, I don't remember what game, but he started announcing that a game was trash. That it's bad. And I go, buddy, it's not a bad game. When you state that something is bad, you're insulting the, all those people that enjoy it. If, if something is popular, it doesn't mean that it's bad. I said this in my first episode of, of this of the segment. Or first segment of whatever, you get my point. Um, I had to explain to him that when you, have a, when you have a preference for something, and you state that your preference is better than other people's preference, it's a little fucked up. It's a little fucked up. It's, it's you trying to assert some kind of superiority by, by your tastes. And that's not fair. It's not fair to people who enjoy things. And that's another thing. If, something, if somebody's enjoying something, why are you going to tell them they're wrong? As long as it's not touching kids. I, that, mm, that's a preference I can't get behind. That's, that's a trash preference, let's be honest. Um, but, point I'm getting at, if you talk to somebody for the first time, and they say, I really like this very popular game that 90% of its player base are people under the age of 18, don't tell them that the game is trash. Don't say, oh, you have trash tastes. Just go, ah, that, that game's not, not to my preference. Because then you're going to spark a conversation about what is to your preference. You could move the conversation about, to about other games that maybe the conversation wouldn't have prior. You've got to think outside the box and of your comfort zone to talk about your preferences. Because what your preferences are make you unique. It doesn't make them a, a lesser person because you don't share the same preferences. So, just think before you speak. Because otherwise, when you say things are trash, when it's only your preference, that's why you're wrong. Very well said. I like, I like the ending, actually. That was pretty good. Um, tied it all together. Um, I just realized, like, I totally forgot I put this in the title of the stream because I made this yesterday. But, like, the title of the episode for tonight is uh, Don't Ever Leave Your USB Stick With Porn In It. I totally forgot about that, and I'm looking at that now. It's like, oh, right. <laughs> so, um... God, God damn it. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, that's our show, guys. I know we kind of did a little short because one of us is tired, and um, yeah, basically I wanna, uh, <laughs> one of us is tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I want to get back to like I'm I'm playing video games. Like, so one of the things that I thought was really funny was we got a we got an early access code to Brawlhalla. Yeah, and I I tried to play it, and I was like, meh, this game's okay. But I was playing AI and it just wasn't that much fun. And last night I played a I played a I played my friend in it. It's actually a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> you hear? Like you, I was debating I was debating on spending twenty bucks to unlock all the characters. <laughs> Don't you have the code though? That is the game though. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't give me the characters. It gave me the code gave me fucking Rayman for free. That was uh, it. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Because um, I was using Rayman last night and he was like, "How'd you get him?" And I was like. I think because of the promo code I got. <laughs> <laughs> we we use the promo code exactly. Um, hashtag sponsored. Um, so uh, before we go, as always, Greg, where can I find you on the internet? 
Uh, you can argue with me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Uh, you probably saw that above my name during the podcast. Uh, that name is also where you can find me on just about everywhere. Instagram, Twitch, I think even Tumblr if you want to. What? But you have a Tumblr? I, I, oh, yeah. Oh, I did not I know did, that. I mean, I haven't used it since they got rid of the porn, but then again, I don't keep porn on a flash drive, so there's that. <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, 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 I, um, I stream occasionally on my own personal channel. Like I said, I, I played the, uh, the Resident Evil one-shot demo. Resident Evil 2 remake one-shot demo. Um, and I plan on doing a few more, like, little quick streams on my own personal channel to try to pad out my, uh, my, my YouTube channel. Um, we'll see how that flies, but also that's Chub Rock Geek channel on, on YouTube. But yeah, um, I just I try to label everything me as Chub Rock Geek, so I think I even have a TikTok account under Chub Rock Geek. Oh my god, that's something wow. you're interested in. Wow, you're really uh, go- you're really going out there. <laughs> oh, as soon as a thing becomes popular, I download it and create an account with my name. Oh, okay. The second that it becomes popular, just so I can just have to have it. it, just to have it. Okay, I respect that. I respect. Look, that. you never you never know what's gonna blow up. So that's very true. It's very true. Cool. Awesome. Oh, 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 before I fucking stop doing this, be promoting myself, all queued up. Hey, yes, of course. Uh, Josh and I do a podcast every other week called All Queued Up, where we review two shows in their entirety. I say that because a lot of people go, they think we watch like just a few episodes and then review it. No, we watch the entire show and we give it our uh, opinion, our um, uh, final thoughts and a grade uh, A plus being the best, F being the worst, yada yada goes so so so. Oh. The last episode we did was on um, uh, <sighs> wow, my brain has completely stopped on this. I have the picture of him in my head, the main character, the, the one of the main characters, a series of unfortunate events. Jesus Christ. Hey. Yeah, so the series Unfortunate Events, the final season, uh, and uh, the short miniseries based off a book slash animated movie that came out in the late 70s, early 80s called Watership Down. Um, so definitely go check that out. That's at allcuteuppodcast.com. That's also where you'll find all the links to where you can find us on various podcast sites to find the one of your suit suiting, including iTunes, Radio Public, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to be recording another episode next week. Um, and that'll be the two things we're doing on that is there's an anime on Netflix called last hope and there's two seasons of that. So we're going to, where I'm, I'm powering through that right now. And the second season of Punisher, which will probably be the last season of Punisher, just because we know the trend that fucking Netflix and Disney is happening right now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so it'll be those two shows. Um, That'll be a fun conversation because Last Hope is an anime. Sure is. That's it's a show that exists. I'm having a lot of trouble with it. I'll just say that right now. It's <laughs> I, not. I very... could I could point out every anime season and say the exact same thing about a good majority of it. It's an anime. Oh, Anthony, this has a lot of like. I get it. <laughs> Let's move the fuck on. Plus, there's a there's something that's really, really, really distracting me, and that's um, the guy. There's a, there's a character I can't remember his name for the life of me, 
but he's like a commander of this group, and he's voiced by the same guy who does Jet from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, nice! And it's but he's doing Jet exactly. Like it just sounds like Jet was interge- inter- interjected into the show, and there's some characters that sound kind of like Spike or uh, uh, Steve Bloom. So I immediately be like, like I'll look up IMDb. I was like, is that character Steve Bloom? Like I'm immediately thinking that because how much he sounds like Jet. So hmm. that's distracting the living shit out of me with the show. <laughs> but that's a personal issue. I'm not judging the show based on that. There's just a lot of like dialogue choices and. It's very, very anime in how, like, it tells its story. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm only five episodes in the whole series. So, mm. actually, six episodes. My bad. I watched six today. I meant to watch more, but tired. So. Right, right. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, you can check that episode out next uh, next week, uh, Friday, next Friday, on uh, allketopodcast.com. All right, awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at DefectiveNaruto. You can follow the work that we do at MissionStartPodcast.com, including this very podcast on the uh, podcast section of the website. Uh, also on the YouTube channel, we separate these segments in every uh, in every segment, upload them to YouTube so you can watch them at your own leisure uh, later in the day, as well as on Anchor Podcast and other podcast services out there, including Stitcher, iTunes, and Spotify. Um, so, uh, we will we will we'll, kind of talk tonight. We will be back next week, unless something happens. Ah, uh, but uh, we will be back next week. Um, and I believe uh, Wednesdays are our Wednesday nights are the time that I was given. Might particularly be the permanent stay for Mission Start Podcast um, due to my schedule due to my life schedule, which, you know, things look things look good, guys. So, uh, again, as I said, said before, this Twitch channel will be active yet again. It will be back on the rise, so Monday Night Blockbuster will be back, as well as other things that was dormant will also rise once again. Um, but uh, with that being said, thank you guys for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Welcome to Level 6. <laughs>